What is up, my guys? You gotta get How in frame rolling. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it's going Hello. good. How are you? Not much. What's up with you? Sounds like Updog in the recording studio today. What's who's Joe? Joe Mama. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, this is season three. Uh, Check us out on YouTube. This is uh, part three of a several-part story arc that we're going on. We don't actually know how many parts we're going to have yeah. to this, but it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, we're going through the Sermon of the Mount, uh, but of course, this would not be possible if not for the man, the myth, the legend, Rabbit Hole Records. If you want to post or if you want to create a podcast if you want to create a Go song, somewhere else. if you want to, yeah, leave. No, if you want to record a podcast, song, album, whatever, Chris is your guy. Fun fact about Chris. You want to know why? Actually, no, I'm not going to do that. Chris, one time, battled 10 roosters at an NBA game to save LeBron James' life. Fun fact. And that's actually what... Space Jam one and a half. Yeah, that's actually what got LeBron James <clears throat> to want to play basketball. So, like, if you if you need a bodyguard, too, Chris can fight off several roosters all at once. And he is an absolute maniac when it comes to them. My God, you should have seen him on the court. Just a devil. This is a very <laughs> weird... Fun fact you about Chris. You want to know Chris. where I got this idea? No. <laughs> my my Hydra flask. Rooster LeBron James. Uh, oh, I was going to say Chris Swenson once killed Kobe. <laughs> but that's rest in peace, Kobe. Oh. Chris tried to catch the helicopter as it fell he did. out of the air. He did. He didn't. He didn't make it in time. Being but in too Wisconsin many roosters flew and attacked him out of retribution for their fallen brothers. That he fought those it. off too, but not in time. He's not. Not perfect. in time. <laughs> Chris one time killed fifty people with a grenade, and then it blew up. <laughs> All right, episode three <laughs> of season three is off to a very dark, weird start. Uh, so who knows how this episode is going to go, let's be honest. It's probably going yep. to go to court. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> no. Go no. to court because he killed a bunch of roosters on the court to save LeBron oh. James. <laughs> All right, well, okay, hey. <laughs> Look at us. Here we go. Episode so. three of the Sermon on the Mountain series. Uh, what is today's topic about? Uh, today's topic, I don't know if we have a name for this episode yet. As of recording. As we'll, of recording. We'll definitely have a name for this episode once it uh, is fully published. But Absolutely. But as of right now, it is just episode Well, three. yeah, because this is, we this have is no actually idea what a big chunk about. of... Uh, of verses and like sections of the story. This is still the Sermon on the Mount, but it has a bunch of titles. But I guess we can classify it as You've yep. Heard It Said. There's okay. a good title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've Heard It Said. You've Heard It Said. Sure. Y'all thought y'all knew. As what Jesus said. 
in Brooklyn when he preached his sermon. Um, We're from the south side of the kingdom, yo. Anyway, so you've heard it said. (laughs) Um, Because uh, in this section, so Jesus starts with the norms of the kingdom. Um, Those are the Beatitudes. And then he talks about how people in the kingdom should live. Salt and light. Check it out. And now um, I think Jesus is reframing people's minds about what they already knew. Mm. Um, and so, you know, like we, he's, he's talking again to a very Jewish audience that has grown up with the 10 commandments and they've grown up with how they think they things should be done. Um, and they were people that would follow, um, the law to the letter, uh, as best they could, but they would also look for loopholes. And so, um, it's, it's a very interesting way to to live life right like you're always looking for loopholes like um i'm sure you've done this rowan like your mom says don't do something and then you go and you do something that's equally going to get you in trouble but then you go yeah but you didn't say not to do this yeah you know like and that's how the people of israel kind of lived is like they would they would they had the law and they knew what they were supposed to do and how they were supposed to live but then they would find loopholes in the law and loopholes in the way that they lived their lives. I'm really burpy. I'm sorry. I didn't even have Coke. We didn't, we have not had soda since season one. Cutting season. <clears throat> Cut, cutting seasons. Uh, but anyway, they knew how they were supposed to live, but they would look for ways around the law. They would look for ways around how they're supposed to follow God. And it's very interesting that Jesus, instead of getting rid of the law entirely, he takes it to a whole nother level. Uh, we're going to we're gonna do a bit of reading here, so you might want to follow along. Well, we're not going to read the whole thing. It's a lot of verses, but we're going to start with this one section here. This is 17 through, I think we're going to go 20. 20. And this is just basically the overarching idea. This is the preamble to the Constitution. Yeah. Well, no, but this is uh, Jesus setting up what he's about to say. You want to go ahead? Yeah. So we're still in Matthew chapter 5, starting on verse 17 through verse 20. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, right off the bat, what's interesting about this is the the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees is an interesting statement from Jesus. And we didn't get this from our study. It just stood out to me as Ron and I started prepping this, this episode um, because there is a way that our righteousness surpasses that and exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. And that's because our righteousness is now found in Jesus. And Mm. so Jesus is making a point here as if to say, like, listen, you might think you're good, but unless you are as good as I am, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And the good news is you can be as good as Jesus is if you accept Jesus into your life. And if you follow him and you accept his righteousness as your righteousness, that is salvation. That is what we are looking for. That is how we become right with God is by our own works, by our own merit, by our own deeds. 
different from the works that we talked about in our last episode, but by our own merit, in our own way, in our own trying, we cannot be good enough yeah. to fulfill this law even. But if we accept Jesus' righteousness and we live and we let the Holy Spirit work in our lives, we can get close. Here we go. Um, it's, it's interesting to point out uh, that Jesus is not adding to the law here either. Yeah. Um, over these next few chapters or over these next few sections that we are going to read, Jesus is not adding to the law, but he is pointing to the spirit of the law again, because people look for loopholes. So let's, let's, well, look before at, we go oh, to my that, bad. I have a go point. on. Oh, yeah, don't Mr. make Talk, a point. Seriously. Just, this is what it's like doing in uh, a podcast with him. You just have to listen to him talk a ton and then hope that you can butt in and so that you get your opinion. He's a pretty cool guy, though. Uh, no, but what I was about to say is um, Jesus makes a point to say that we can never fulfill. He makes a point to say we can never fully fulfill what uh, the standard that God has put into place for us. Right. And so Jesus makes it very clear that he didn't come to. Uh, set us free from that he didn't come to make give us an easy way out or a comfortable life where we wouldn't have to follow those rules that God set God set into play he came so that he could be the perfect fulfillment for those laws and through that we can find our righteousness through him but also so that we can see or I had a point but um he came basically he came to fulfill like these almost perfect laws that are unachievable for us, but Jesus achieves them. And so through Mm -hmm. that, that's why like Jesus is Lord is because he is the perfect sacrifice. Right. And that's what gives the weight behind Jesus's sacrifice and Jesus's death. And so, yeah, now you can go into the, sorry, sorry. Yeah. You just got a little excited. I did. Uh, so the first section here, Jesus, right. So Jesus starts addressing different versions and different, uh, of the commandments, uh, that we have in the 10 commandments that the people of Israel grew up with. They knew it well. And he starts addressing anger. Um, and one of the, one of the commandments is you shall not kill. You should not commit murder. And murder is interesting because, sorry, this is a side note, but uh, the Old Testament law was not that you should not kill, is that you should not murder. So murder is taking the life of somebody who's innocent. And that's interesting because then we get into like the people as they conquer the land of Canaan and they conquered the land of, you know, like, and they have to fight people all the time and they're always going to war. And you would think like, why would, if God just told them not to kill, why is he then telling them to kill a few chapters later? God mm-hmm. said, do not murder, do not commit murder. Anyway, uh, Jesus says, you have heard it said to those of old, you shall not murder, but, and whoever commits murder will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother is liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says you fool will be liable to hell. Um, uh, where is it? Where is it? You were literally just reading it. It's right in front of you, 23. Ooh. So if you were offering your gift at the oh, altar. Yeah, but that's not what I was looking for. What Because I thought we weren't for? reading the whole thing. Well, the one that says, like, if you if you are even angry, you've already committed murder in your heart. It's I think that's probably a different you version. Shall not, wait, 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 hold up. 
Because it says, but I say to you that any everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the counselor. And whoever says, you fool, will be li- liable to hell. Those are all dealing. That is it. That's what you're looking for. You're right. You're right. This dude just read something and then was like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to find it. Oh. No, well, there because I think in a different version, it says if you if you like, you know, like we're talking about you shall not murder and where Jesus takes it up to the next level. He says, uh, you know, like he said, uh, you've heard it said that you shouldn't murder. But I say if you ever if you even hate anybody, you've already committed murder in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be like another book or another version or translation but regardless jesus is is again pointing us to the to the root of the law right the spirit of the law because people are like you know what i'm I'm not gonna kill this guy but i hate rowan man i hate his guts i'm not gonna talk to him i'm gonna treat him as if he's dead yeah loophole in the law right because i didn't kill rowan but to me rowan doesn't exist because i'm at war with rowan i hate rowan i'm gonna treat him like trash i'm gonna you know like i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna hold a grudge against him i'm gonna be bitter towards him and i'm gonna hold all of that in my heart and in my life and jesus is like listen if you've even done that you've already committed murder yeah and so jesus is taking it to the next level um and so uh, he's also pointing to, again, like we read in the beginning, in the introduction of this, Jesus is saying, if not by his righteousness, we will not see the kingdom of heaven, right? So you are not, you are not more righteous because you don't kill. Mm-hmm. You are not more righteous simply because you refrain from homicide. Yeah. Jesus is saying, like, look at the spirit of the law. Look at what I'm actually trying to tell you. Look at what the law actually says. It's not about... It's not just about not committing murder. Like it's it's more than that. Jesus is saying, mm-hmm. um, and so it's funny because I think even in modern day Christianity, we do the same exact thing. I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but we do this all the time. Like we pick and choose what we want to follow, what parts of the Bible are convenient and easy for us to follow, um, and then we want to discard the rest, or we want to find loopholes in that too. Right. And it's 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 frustrating to see. And I'm guilty of it. Um, I'm sure other people are guilty of it, but we always look for loopholes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this is basically Jesus saying just because you're not a murderer doesn't mean you're righteous Mm. because that's the way I see it. It's like it's especially now in this day and age to not murder somebody. It's just common now like you don't go around murdering people that's just not acceptable so don't be like well at least i'm not a murderer like this is jesus saying if you're and i see this even as jesus saying so like you've been you've been angry at somebody before right and you're like yeah of course okay so you're a murderer and so when you put things in this perspective, right, if you just think of how bad murderers are, right, how much we, like, hate murderers, right, and every time you're angry, you've God sees you as a murderer. Because remember, God hates sin, and he considers anger a sin. He considers being angry just as much of a sin as murdering somebody. So when you stack that up, how many people have you murdered? Like, what's... What's how many like how many lives have you just absolutely murdered? Right. And when you put apply that logic, you start to see why we're not worthy of the kingdom. We're not worthy yeah. of just going into heaven. Right. Because 
And that's just being angry alone. We're not even talking about like lust or any of the other. Oh, we will be. Yeah, we eventually later in the episode. But like, we're not even. We can't even just get into heaven if like we're like okay. So let's just take anger, like just anger, right? That alone is keeping us from heaven, because we're mass murderers, right? What about the verse that says, "Be angry, but don't sin." I don't know about that verse. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, because Jesus says that, and so I think there's a right way to be angry. I mean, there's righteous anger, right? Yeah. Because Jesus flipped some tables. Jesus did favorite. I say that about but, a lot of stories, but. But I think the difference is, what was he angry about? Because right, if anger and hatred are sinful traits, how can God hate sin? Right? Oh. So righteous anger is okay when it's directed at sin. You can hate sin. And there's a difference between hating sin and hating the sinner, but you can hate sin without committing murder in your heart, right? Because Jesus hated sin. Jesus hated seeing uh, people using the church or the whatever you call it to be whatever the temple the pit of snakes or whatever like jesus hated that but that's not a sin because god hates or god hates sin and they were clearly sinning and it moved it that hatred for sin moved jesus so much that it caused him to flip tables and flip out right and so that's the kind of that's the kind of anger that's righteous as opposed to man this guy has a uh a million dollars more than me, I hate him. Hmm. Or something like that. He stepped on my shoes, I'm going to punch him in the throat. Yeah. This dude killed my grandma. I hate him. You feel me? It's just... I'm just kidding. That was a bad one. I don't know where you went with that That one. That was a bad one. I'm sorry. Shout Um, out, out, grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But even so, so like if we keep reading this, you're going to keep reading it, but like Jesus calls us again to reconciliation, right? Like it, he says, if you're offering your gift at the altar and remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there and go be reconciled to your brother and then come offer the gift. So Jesus is like, listen, if there's hatred among you, fix it. Like don't like, because you are committing murder to people. Like he's getting to the spirit of the law, but let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> lust. La, 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 lust Jesus says you have heard it said you shall not commit l- adultery but I say to you everyone that even looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart um, and so we think that like uh, adultery is uh, actually you know like the the people that he was talking to again Jesus is addressing a, a specific people that grew up with a specific culture but it still applies to us because they had the 10 commandments and in the 10 commandments one of them is you shall not commit adultery right and so they only thought that adultery was sleeping with somebody else's wife like okay like maybe I shouldn't do that you're right Jesus uh, but then Jesus shows up and he's like, no, 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 no. And not just don't go around sleeping with other people's lives. Like be mindful of the things that you think about other women. Be mindful of the things. And here's the thing. Women can be lustful too. So women, be careful of the things that you think about men. Like be careful. Uh, like that's committing adultery. Like you, you think you're like, and I think this is the point that Jesus is trying to make. You think you're righteous because you don't do blank, but you settle for blank. That is not mm. any better. Um, and the idea here is, right, that um, the heart is deceitful above all things. And sin doesn't start when you kill somebody. Sin starts with the intention. Ooh, sin starts good. with you, 
right? Like, so you don't, you know, I don't, I don't plan. I just don't go up and kill Rowan one day. I plan it. I'm not, this is a weird thing, but you know what I'm saying? Like I let things build up inside of me. I, you know, like this is where, this is why we have a TV show called snapped, right? It's people that let things build and let things fester and blah, blah, blah. And then one day, boom, murder, right? But it starts with hatred. It starts with uh, a simple act that you hold on to and you build bitterness towards and you go, well, I haven't killed them, but I hate them. Well, so like all of that starts. So like with lust, for example, we're talking about here, this is starting in verse 27, yeah, you should not commit adultery. Like, man, I didn't sleep with anybody else. Okay, but are you on the the internets at night doing the, the nasties on the websites? Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you committing... Are you being lustful? Are you are you chasing after those things? Are you on the beach and you can't stop staring at people as they're half dressed or at the pool and staring at people and you're you're making goo goo eyes and you're just all up in it and you can't stop thinking about this? Like not that you know, like everybody has urges and desires. That's natural. That's how God created us. But then God also gave us the spirit of self control, right? Mm. And so like. As we commit adultery, we love to throw, we love to, you know, like settle for things. And we say, well, I'm not doing this, but I do that. And I know that I've done it in my life. And I do it every time I get behind the wheel of a car. I don't flip people off, right? Like I don't roll down my window and I don't curse people out. But inside my car, I call them idiots. And Jesus says, if you even call somebody an idiot, you've all, you're, you're like, worthy of the fires of hell. I'm worthy of the fires of hell because I call people idiots. I don't kill them. I don't run them off the road. I don't flip them off, but I'm willing to sit inside my car and insult them. Wow. That's good. That's really good. Um, I'd like to point this out. Uh, it says here in verse 30, if your right hand... And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your uh, one of your mem- members. Yeah, that's weird. Than that your whole body um, goes to hell. I I find this very interesting because Jesus is using this radical form or um, Jesus is using this radical <coughs> form of speech to yeah. address the way or to tell us how we should go about addressing our sin. Right, because I feel like I've said we record this all like in one night. So I've said this like three times in the span of like an hour. God hates sin, right? So God wants us to aggressively get rid of our sin, right? And so Jesus uses this radical and very violent um, way of saying it by saying, "Just cut off your hand," or uh, gouge he also says, "Yeah, gouge your gouge eye out. out, gouge your eye out if it's causing you to sin." And although like obviously don't cut off your hand don't gouge out your eye but be radical in the way uh you cleanse yourself of sin because god also doesn't say walk away from sin he says flee from it right yep. we should book it when we see sin right and going back to our last episode because all of this this is jesus preaching right these last three episodes are from one sermon from jesus and so Going back, and so it all connects. And so, going back to the last episode, how are we supposed to be salt when we're contaminated by uh, by other people and by our own sin? So we need to completely cleanse ourselves of our sins so that we can be pure and we can be the salt of the earth. We need to be like, if there's a light, but it's contaminated by darkness, mm-hmm. then it's not going to be as light. 
like a broken light bulb isn't yeah. going to be as light as a Ooh. brand new one, right? Or an so LED, how- like a, a TV with an LED out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My computer screen actually has two LED like things out. And it's not as bright. Like sometimes it'll be, <laughs> they're the smallest little things. But like for whatever reason, sometimes in the right movie or in the right TV show on Netflix, it is those two pixels that I need to see the whole picture. But when they're broken, it messes it messes it up. See, like that's not. Oh, that was dirt. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but it's over here somewhere. So yeah. So how are we supposed to be the salt of the earth? How are we supposed to be the light that? Uh, everybody can see and everybody can learn about Jesus through if we're contaminated, if we're darkened and decayed by sin. And so that's why Jesus is trying to get us to, or using this radical way of speaking to try to to cleanse us completely of our sin, right? (sighs) Man. That was good. Yeah. I forgot to breathe a little bit there. That'll get you. You'll, You'll wear yourself out and you'll pass out. Um, <clears throat> and divorce was another controversial topic back then, but it's still a, a topic now. Um, and Jesus, and the interesting thing is, uh, even in the Old Testament, even in the law, as you read through it, God gives clear grounds for what is an acceptable divorce. Um, like there needs to be a certificate, uh, and you need you need to basically buy buy your wife back to her father if that makes sense so like Mm -hmm. like you need to like basically restore her honor in a sense if you're going to do that so divorce comes at a heavy cost and this is in verse 31 32 um and and jesus is saying like it shouldn't be that easy for you to just be done with a relationship like you committed again marriage till death do us part and people like uh till wednesday maybe let's see how you act on this honeymoon you know, like we and it's become so fast and easy in in our culture today. Like, uh, you know, like Kim, before she married Kanye, people made fun of her because she was married to like a basketball player for like four hours or something like that. And she's like, no, nah, I'm done with this, you know, like and, and on no grounds. And so Jesus is saying, like, when you choose to get married, when you choose to commit to somebody for life till death do us part, mean it. Yeah, it shouldn't be that easy. Um, verse 33 through 37, Jesus is talking about oaths, um, oath, oath, oaths, 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 <laughs> I don't kick it off my swamp. That was a bad, that was a terrible Shrek, but you said ogre. They're like onions. They have oh, layers. Um, Come on. yeah. Uh, so he talks about oaths and he's saying, uh, you know, like Jesus, uh, in the old commencement, you should not take the Lord's name in vain, right? You should not swear by him or anything in heaven or below, uh, on uh, on the earth or below the earth. And and God makes that rule in the Old uh, Testament and in the Old uh, Covenant with the people of Israel. And here he's saying, like, listen, by the way, like you you you've heard it said you shouldn't swear falsely and if you swear to god for anything you should do exactly what you say and jesus is saying stop swearing to god like stop saying like i swear to god i'm going to do this blah blah blah. like don't swear to god and not keep oaths that you make um let your yes be yes and your no be no Mm. um and that's because like people will say you know like you know like i'll do this swear to god 
you know, like, hey, you know, like, take, can you take the trash out? Uh, I'll do it, swear to God. Or, you know, like, they just throw it so easily and they make these promises. And here's the thing. God is a God of covenant. God is a God of relationship. But God, if you look at the Old Testament, God is also a God of, of like, legal matters in a sense. Like, his relationship and his covenant with Abraham was a legal relationship. He took on legal responsibility, like, in our terms today, like it was called the Byzantine, 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 Byzantine Empire. Yeah, Byzantine Empire. It's Byzantine. Sure. Math majors in the comment section below. Let's. Did I say math? Why math? Math. Okay, sorry. <laughs> History majors, economic majors. Uh, shout out to you too. Um. Let us anyway, know what so it is. so Visiting. Jesus, Jesus, uh, our God is a God of cov- of covenant and promises, and He makes uh, covenants with people that have, um, like the covenant that He made with Abraham. He put all of the responsibility on Him, and He's and you know, like He was going to fulfill His promise to Abraham, r- no matter what, right? And so. Uh, Jesus is calling people out that are saying like, oh, you're swearing in court, you're making this oath, you're doing this, and you're not living up to it. And so I think I think in a more practical, general sense for us today, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Um, you know, like if you say you're going to do something, do something. If you say you're going to do your homework, do your homework. If you say you're going to take the trash out, take the trash out. If you say you're going to show up somewhere on time, show up somewhere on time. If you say you're going to do, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, you know, uh, because uh, I don't know, it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. character, it's character. Yeah. And it's honesty, right? If you say yes and you don't mean it, then that's lying. Lying's a sin, right? Um, real side rant here. That was a really difficult segment for me because I've been talking, I've said this to like three different people the past week, but I've been waiting to use uh, I don't know how many of you guys have seen this movie. It's called Batman Begins. It's a pretty niche movie. But um, in one of the parts of the movie, someone's like, I don't know where he is, I swear to God. And then Batman goes, swear to me. And I really want to use that. Like, I really want <laughs> there to be a situation. You want to go beat up a random thug? No, 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 no. I want there to be a situation where someone's like, no, I swear to God. And then me being like, swear to me. Uh, but I didn't. You were you were pretty deep in your point, and I. If you want, we'll see it on the YouTube video. But I went, <gasps> and then I stopped because I didn't want <laughs> to yell in your ear while you were trying to make a point. Anyway. Yeah. That was that. <gasps> that you guys saw. Uh, I saw that. I wasn't too, about was to. Weird. Yeah, I wasn't about to eat my mic. You do this next one. All right, next we're we're going over retaliation, right? So. Uh, Jesus says, you've heard it said that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn uh, turn to him the other also. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I was turning my other cheek. Um, (laughs) And if anyone uh, would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your tunic as well. And if anyone... Uh, and if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse one who would borrow from you. And that was verses 38 through 42. And I think that's very counter to the way like we perceive things right now. Because um, in today's day and age, it's like 
you want you want your revenge, right? You want what's rightfully yours. You want mm. like what you want, right? And what Jesus is saying is, um, see, it's contagious. You got me. What Jesus is saying is, jeez. Oh, uh, and yours stink too. Your burps are gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they shouldn't be because I've brushed my teeth really late today. Anyway, you can't brush your stomach though, so that's where your burps come from. Ugh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, but Jesus <laughs> is saying, <laughs> Jesus is saying, like we shouldn't have the attitude of revenge. Like, revenge and retaliation shouldn't be in our hearts because it goes back to that anger thing. If someone slaps in your face, when you slap the other person back, you're not lovingly slapping them. You're angry that that person slapped you in the first place, and so you're like, I want my revenge. And that, even though it could be as something as small as someone, like, slapping you in your face, some people see it as more of a big deal than others, but... um, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that can take root and that can cause anger and other things to cause decay and darkness in your life. And so to have a spirit of like no retaliation, obviously, if you're being jumped, like you can always run away. Yeah. And defend yourself. Yeah. But, uh, to your point, what's interesting is, um, when you look at, when you look at the, the story of, of of the old testament god values life right and so this eye for an eye mentality uh came from this old uh, this old testament way where if you commit murder you lose your life right like and that's not that's not just like a thing that people did it was in the law and that's where jesus is pulling this from he's like if you commit murder you lose your life, like you forfeit life. And God God did that to make a point to say, I value life. You don't just get to take what's not yours. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, all life is his, right? Like the, the air in our lungs, the, 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 the blood flowing through our bodies, it's all his, regardless of whether or not you follow him, it's all his. And so he's saying, you don't get to decide who lives and dies. You don't get to decide when somebody dies. If that's who you think you are, you forfeit your life. Anyway, but Jesus goes on to say, like, you, like not that we're going to disregard what God instituted in the Old Testament, but we're going to live differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's we're funny. not just going to go, even even with Peter. Right. Like Peter, uh, people were getting ready to arrest Jesus and Peter went to go cut somebody's head off. And Peter says and Jesus looks at Peter and says, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, that's good. Um, And last but not least, to close off this chapter, Jesus says uh, this section is called love your enemies. You have heard it said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Side note here, um, the the. Old Testament law that Jesus is referring to only says you should love your neighbor. Um, it, it's thought that like as the story, because this was very verbal uh, and people just like today, they had pastors, they had rabbis, they had people that wrote books and added commentaries. Um, the hate your enemy part here was added on by people like love your neighbor, hate your enemy, which is how they justified hating the Samaritans, which is how they justified hating the Romans, which is Mm. how they justified their version of, you know, hatred toward toward other people. Love your neighbor. Yeah, of course, I'm going to hate. I'm going to love this guy. I can hate that guy, though. So 
Jesus is just commenting on that part. And he says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good Mm. and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Again, a really great verse here. For if you love only those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father's perfect. That's a lot to live up to. But yeah. this whole love your enemies thing and or is is because Jesus calls us to put our love in action. Mm. Um, we have love the noun, the idea of love, but love is also a verb because the idea of love only lasts so long. And if you've been in a relationship, if you've been in not just like a romantic relationship, but even friendships, you can love somebody, but you know that there are moments where you hate their guts. You know, like, you know that there are moments where you look at them and you just want to punch them in the face. Like, and yeah. that's, you know, like whether that's one of your siblings, whether that's a really close friend, Ron and I have that all the time. You know, Ron's like a little brother to me. There are moments where like, I, I love Ron to death, but he'll, he'll start annoying me. And I'm just like, I, I will, I will beat your head with open with this baseball bat that I have in my car. And vice versa. You Sometimes know? I'm like, this Felipe dude is not getting out of my house. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> but so, so like we have this idea of love, but really love is putting it into practice. Love is doing more mm. than, you know, like is required of you. Love is making the choice. And so it's easy to love the people that you get along with. It's easy to love the people that agree with you. But loving your enemies that's going above and beyond. That's what Jesus did. Uh, Romans, what does it say, Ro- Rowan? I don't know. You just read it. Not today, but you've been reading Romans. I don't know where you're Loving your enemies. This. Still don't know where you're Love and loving your... For while we were still enemies of God, he loved us. Yeah, nope. Doesn't ring a bell. What? Bugging. Anyway, in Romans, Paul says that, that God loved us while we were still his enemies um, and then therefore died for us. But um, no, go on. You're about to say something. Yeah, I just think uh, we as a culture put way too much <coughs> sentiment behind love, which I think that's a hot take. But uh, I I should clarify, like love as a feeling is all warm and fuzzy, but that like fuzzy feeling dies. Right. That's not. That doesn't last forever. The best way I've heard it described is love is not a feeling. It's a choice, right? Yep. Because if you truly love somebody, you love them while you hate them, right? Like, I love Felipe as a friend, right? But um, for me, it's not a feeling. Like, I'm not like, ooh, Felipe or whatever, right? But (laughs) it's... My love for Felipe is when Felipe is really making me angry and he's uh, like, I'm just like, I'm sick and tired of him. I just need a day off from seeing his stupid little face. And I still choose to like stick with him. Right. I'm still going to be there for him when he's going through tough times. I'm still going to like talk to him like it's a choice. Like I don't always like everybody, but I exactly like I try to love people, right? And it's, I think people put way too much sentiment behind it. People care way too much about the love feeling rather than the love action. Cause, mm. And then, because uh, they'll be like, 
they'll like you'll have people who are like, oh, it's all love, bro, or like, oh, like, I love you, bro, or something. And then when you need them, they're not there, right? Because yeah. that warm feeling is gone, right? There's not that same kind of love anymore. Like, love love is a choice. Love is a continuous decision that you have to make every single day. Yeah, and again, uh, Jesus taking it up a notch, he's like, it's easy to love the people that you like, but what about oh, the yeah. people that you don't like? Love them too. And again... Loving them means putting it into action. What do you do? How do you treat? How do you talk about the people that you do not like? Yeah. How do you uh, how do you act around? How do you treat? How do you serve the people that you don't get along with? The people that you know don't like you? The people that you know have a problem with you? The people that hate you because you look a certain way? The people that hate you because you talk a certain way? That you act a certain way? You dress a certain way? Whatever the case might be. How do you treat those people? Um, because love is an action and Jesus doesn't say, Jesus says, that was funny. Jesus doesn't say, Jesus says, uh, but Jesus says like, it's easy to love the people that you like. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder to love the people that you don't like and you can love your neighbor. Sure. You can love those people, but you need to love your enemy, man. This, this. I really like this conversation. I love this series that we've been doing. We, um, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep seeing what's, what's next uh, here on the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus goes into a lot of things. Um, he teaches us how to pray. Uh, he tells us to not be anxious. A few more things. Oh, th- this is good. Yeah, we're going to get into I feel like we should keep some... going. Well, it's 40 minutes. No, not now. Not now. I'm oh. saying like, I'm saying continue the series we haven't decided when this series is going to end we're doing this we're going to do a year-long uh deep dive series into um the word beware rooster fighting um it's illegal loose loosely connected to lebron james rooster fighting the lebron james story hey (laughs) (laughs) you know him as a king but did you know that at one point in time, the king needed the man, the myth, the legend, Chris, the dragon slayer, rooster fighting, demolishing champion. Swenson. Swenson. <laughs> he did it. So there it is. This summer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the next big blockbuster. Yeah. But um, listen, thank you for tuning into the episode. If you guys like us and our content, hopefully you do, because this is season three by now. If you've listened to our episodes for this long, why don't you consider becoming a supporter? You can go to our website, SoulSickingPodcast.com, hit the become a supporter or support us. I don't know what it's called, labeled anymore, uh, but hit that and then you can support us monthly. As little as 99 cents will do a whole lot. Also, Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Don't say something stupid. <sighs> Christian Mingle. Oh, but you can say it. We are uh, We are on... Yeah, so see ya. <laughs> no, but... Uh, yeah, we also have a merch store. We have some pretty cool merch. Yep. Go check it out. But, what else uh, do we have? I don't know. That's it. Yeah. That's it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for two episodes from now, and we'll see you then.